This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Welcome to the April 8th edition of the Rotor World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher. Get ready to set you up for the last half week of the regular season. It's, whoa, I can't believe it's here. With me to do so is Dr. A. Steve Alexander. What's up, man? We made it. We almost made it. It's almost over. Man, I, I'll this, tell you. I'll tell, I was, I was a, a saucy poppy yesterday. Uh, I, I was writing blurbs for pregame, and I, I, I tweeted out, like, I cannot stand the word questionable right now. Like, I see that word and I just cringe. There's so many, just like, you and I were chit-chatting before we hopped on. It's like, rule guys out already. This unlikely to play BS that you're trying to, whatever you're trying to do with the, the league. Come on, man. Like, all you're doing is making it annoying for the fantasy people. Yes. Um, yeah, your day was, was bad. And, like, really, man, like, for fantasy players, this last three to five weeks of the season is just – it literally is an excruciating grind because the guys you drafted don't matter nearly as much as the young guys you pick up and get lucky with. And there's just so many shutdowns and injuries and and cloudy – Injury reports. I mean, the whole thing. It's just a. It's just a long last month of the season, especially if you're writing about it every day and trying to figure out, um, you know, what what's going to happen. It's it's kind of tough to predict. And uh, I'm sure yesterday was not fun for you. It was <laughs> not fun for me either. Uh, drove from South Florida to north of Atlanta. Nine hour drive took twelve hours and. You were Had we not been using the Waze app, it probably would have baby, taken your baby driver over there. Would have taken thirteen or fourteen hours if we didn't cut through a bunch of little small towns with a thousand other cars, try to reroute around accidents and stuff. It was it Jeez. was it was a long day. Yeah, but yeah. I, I probably had more fun than you uh, blurbing the Suns. It was yeah, the Suns. Uh, if you didn't check out the blurbs, I wrote the Suns are probable to play today because they have like a million guys in their injury report. <laughs> and um, I, I, again, they had all these guys unlikely to play. Like, what are you doing? Just rule them out, man. And I cannot believe, like, TJ Warren makes me mad. Like, of all the guys that are hurt, because um, Booker's weird, because Booker hurt his hand, played, played crappy, and he hasn't played since. And, like, TJ Warren got hurt, hasn't played. He's been doubtful, like, 11, 10 games now, whatever it is. Like, yeah. why don't you just rule them out for the season, man? Like, it's just. just BS. I just, I'm so mad about that. Like, like I've been, I've been telling a couple people, you included. Like, I want to talk to the NBA about. Like, I, I'm cool. I love resting players. I do. Like, I love seeing new. Like if, okay, so if you're watching a team that's bad and you're a fan of them, like you're kind of sick of watching the veterans. I think so. Okay, watch the young guys. Enjoy how they play. See what they do. Like, I think that's cool. But like the way in which they're setting that up, I have, I have such agreements with that. 
I just I just don't like how they like come on like it's so tra- like it's so transparent what they're doing like the Grizzlies the Grizzlies and the Suns are like the two teams that even the the Bulls are like good about it. Well, marketing yesterday was kind of weird, but you kind of thought he would have rested in a back to back, and he did. But like, uh, there's a couple ways we can. Like, this is worth a whole pod in itself. But I feel <laughs> like like Sunday or Monday or whatever. If you're gonna rest guys, like have your rest schedule set for the week or something. Be like, oh, we're gonna sit him here and here, like because they already know, you know. I think Dude, they do. Do you know how reasonable that is and how much sense that makes? I know, man. Like it's such BS that all these teams are doing. They're changing to what's not as important to tank, so it may be different, but it's not gonna be, man. Like Sam Hinkie, my man. I have like multiple Sam Hinkie shirts. He's my boy. I love, I love that man. But he kind of screwed us. Everyone's stealing his idea, and they're doing it like late. Like he goes into the season doing that, and teams are like, okay, maybe we're good this year. Like the Magic, for instance. Like, oh, we start eight and four, and then oh yeah, Aaron Gordon has a sore calf. Nikola Vucevic has a bad back. <laughs> As I quote those with my fingers, it's just like, come on, man. Dude, how much sense would that make if on Sunday? Each team had to submit their their proposed rest schedule. Yeah, I don't like honestly the NBA. I think the NBA just has a bad pulse on it, man. Like if you're watching April regular season basketball, you're not going to be bitter about like the third best player sitting down, you know. Like it's just, and obviously guy obviously guys will get hurt and there will be changes to the right. rest. Schedule. But at least if we know Al Horford's not going to play on Wednesday. Uh, a couple days in advance, that it changes everything. You can you can drop him. You can pick up Jonathan Motley. You can yeah. you can make moves without having to to worry about it. It, it would make so much sense. Yeah, it, it, it's their whole oh don't rest players in national TV games. Preferably don't rest them on the road. Like I don't know. I mean, I mean like their whole reason is like because like kids want to see certain players, and like honestly. All star, okay, so all star break because I mean people they didn't really rest too much pre break, like most of the rest comes now. So like all star break, maybe like have like a list of guys and like again. So if you're on a bad team or whatever and you want to see LeBron play, like you know what the and, uh, and by the way, how weird is it LeBron's played every game? Like I, I can't, yeah. I still can't get over that. But um, because yeah, they're not I, very I, good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's he's been so good. That's one of my biggest misses. Because like basically, LeBron is why I think the way I do about like dr- like resting guys and yeah, he's he's on a mission. But anyways, um, like I, the, I guess they're trying to do it for the children, like Wu Tang and all that. But um, yeah. but you know, the NBA knows that that the average guy is not going to watch the Suns versus the Kings in April. Unless A they've got money on it, or B they they're playing FanDuel or DraftKings or Draft, or C they're trying to win a fantasy season long championship. Yeah, those are the only people watching those games. So exactly, why not help those people out and tell them in advance who's not going to play when? If you know, if you know you're not going to play T.J. Warren again this season, just tell us. Yeah, I mean there's I there's no way he's I don't I'd be shocked if he plays on. Tuesday or whatever the next one is. They play why, with, why? Why? They know what he does. Yeah. Like, what purpose would that serve? Yeah. No. At least they did. Oh, and Tyson Chandler, they're like, oh, he may not play again this season. Okay, thanks. Like, he's not playing again this season. I mean, we got that. You know? 
and like um, even okay. So the the Grizzlies too. They're they have, uh, uh, I get salty at the Grizzlies, but they're covered really well. They have like their social media team's really cool. They have like a whole Grind City media thing that does a great job, and if you know what's going on. But like, they're just shady about releasing injuries and stuff. It's so annoying, man. And like that. So what, the point I was going to get to was. So, like, t- uh, Chandler Parsons, Wayne Selden, and somebody else, they were, like, unlikely to play this season. Like, just say they're not playing this season, you know? It's just so annoying. Like, I just, I'm so, it, this is the worst. I just, I'm so bitter for yesterday. Like, all these unlikely to play things are just, because, at least from our perspective, we have to say they're unlikely to play for the blurbs, and then we have to say they're out. So, like, it's just so much work for us. But are, are you more mad at the Grizzlies for for that, or are you more mad at them for not trading Tyreek Evans? Tyreek Evans? Well, I'm not really mad. Just like, you're dumb, dude. Like, how dumb are you to do that? I don't know what the hell happened. I mean, there's more to meets the eye, I'm sure. Like, but they have transformed. See what I did there? The, um, the way they just ruined that roster. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And like I said so many times, Zach Lowe said they got two, and they got offered for two second round picks. Take, take that. What are you doing? Take it. I don't. I just. I. Just, I. I've never been more baffled ever in my life about basketball. Like, like I. Like, I, like I've been saying. All, I'm sorry if you've heard this before. Like there have been bad trades. The Lillard trade for Joe Wallace or the sixth pick or whatever it was. The Billy King Celtics trade obviously is horrible. But like they had a plan, and it's just this has no. You cannot support this at all to me. No nope. sitting out like he's. Oh, you have money roster? Okay, cool. Yeah, how, how's he played the last, like, six, seven games? Oh, he hasn't played? Okay, why is he on your team? You know? Yep. All right. Um, so let's talk some waiver-wired stuff. I can talk. I, I love talking about this. Like, it just gets me so excited. But, um, so if you're setting up your roster for season long, you're going to the end. I'm in a league that's like that. Um, again, like we've been saying for weeks now, just watch your schedules. Uh, Hawks, Hornets, Warriors, Pacers, Mavs, and Suns are only playing one of these next three days. So that's super valuable. <clears throat> yeah, I, I don't know how your moves are with like max moves restrictions. Um, my league that goes to the end, it's um, we have seventeen moves for uh, move a day, so it's two and a half weeks for this final, and it's so close with me and my buddy. But um, the one I, I beat Matt Chopin. Sorry, Matt. Um, yeah, but yeah, just watch your schedules. And dude, I'm really, I'm really sad. We only get to see Jonathan Motley play one more time. Yeah. Well, we're seeing him today. Let's see how he's doing. We're, we're recording this just so close to the first quarter. Oh, and he's quiet. He's only got two points, one rebound, one assist. Man, he went off. And we, Jonas and I talked him up uh, on Friday, and he came through a hardcore. Um, tw- uh, 26 points, 12 boards, two steals, two, three, two assists, and a three. And 40 minutes. So well, and I, I called him a nearly must-own player on Tuesday night after his game, and then he went off on Friday, and you guys hyped him on Friday. So hopefully a lot of people listening to this were able to, to enjoy uh, at least that Friday explosion, if not the Tuesday one, too. Yeah. So he's been – when uh, you mean Wednesday, just to clarify. But, um, yeah, so – Sorry, yeah. Wednesday. Oh, you're good. Yep. So, uh, yeah, Sunday, he's, he's off to a somewhat slow start. Uh, anyways – uh, you know who else has been really, really, really good? Big man on a bad team, but like reverse, he has a bunch of much bigger beard. Do you know what I'm talking about? Kyle O'Quinn. Yeah, he's Bam. been so good. Like 
Did you did you hear with all the confidence I said that? You did. Nice. <laughs> I was uh Kyle O'Quinn. Yeah, the bearded I'm, man. I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> I mean, his last three games, even four games, have been uh, first player since Patrick Ewing on the Knicks to go. Uh, I think it was thirteen and twelve minimum for three straight. I mean, this month he's been fourteen and fourteen, four blocks, three assists. 0. 0.73, 50% from the field, 75%. Like, oh, he's been like first roundish. Um, he plays Monday and Wednesday. Yep. So he's, he's, I feel like he's going to play them both. Like, the Knicks are not really chilling um, too much on the tank ranks. Um, actually, speaking of which, let's talk about that really fast. Um, again, like we've been saying, it's not about how good a player is, it's pretty much how important their game is, um, both in in which they're going to tank, and all that, so, I mean, they'll get the Suns, I wonder if the Suns, if they lose, so if they, the Suns lose today, against the Warriors, they clinch, the, the one, so I wonder mm. if they would, I mean, honestly, if I'm they them, can't, there's nobody else to sit, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I don't know how, I mean, I've seen these guys get hurt, and like, I almost feel like they're parading, like, they had Devin Booker in uniform, with a splint on his hand. Like, I almost feel like it's just, like, an act. And I'm, I don't want to call him out like that, but, like, he's not playing. Why is he in street clothes? It's just so weird that he played the first game and he hasn't played since, like, in two weeks now. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't yeah, understand. it's just so baffling to me. But, um, so, yeah, the, the, the Grizzlies, they're, pr- they're probably locked into two. So what if Tyreek Evans plays in the final game? It's like, oh yeah, we're settled in. We'll we'll sit. We'll sit guys. Yeah, I I can't see it happening. Yeah, I can't either. He's not even with the team, which is hilarious. Um, but Atlanta and Dallas, they're a game apart. Uh, it's kind of settling in here. Uh, so Orlando and da- that game was so big, and like we said on on Friday, they were playing like the most scrubbiest of scrubs, in in that game in Orlando the other day. It's so funny. But um, yeah, it feels like we're kind of figuring it out. Um, and yeah, the Nets are the Nets are playing well too. So if, if you're a Cavs fan, you're kind of mad at the the Nets. They, I feel like they moved from like five to eight, and I, I, they may move up. Like actually, the the Knicks could potentially move past them. Yeah. If um, if the and the Nets are good, man. They had a franchise record twenty four threes, one off the record from the Cavs when Jared Smith hit like thirty five threes, but um. And I'm going to call you out real quick, too. Jared, Jared Allen's so freaking good. Like, he's going to be like... I have him, I think, at 51 in um, my next season. Like, I'm... I'm we're going to inflate Jared Allen because of me. I You're not dealing you. with Jared Allen next year. I know. Year. Yeah, he's going to be so good, man. I'm fine with Jared Allen next year. It's Jared Allen this year I got a problem yeah, with. Yeah, his minutes are down. His minutes are down yesterday. We still blocked four shots. Like, his help side defense has been so freaking good. I'm... Uh, yeah. Oh. Free throw shooter, shot blocker, give me that all day. That's my man right there, dude. How about how about these Anthony Tolliver and Marquise Chris owners? Marquise, I'm not, I'm not. You talk about Marquise Chris, I'm done. Baller. I, yeah, now he's questionable. He's questionable, of course. Yeah, yeah he had the hip injury in February, so it's soreness. <laughs> so they want to, they want to lose this game so bad. This is for all the marbles. Well, it's Golden State. Golden State uh, could play their bench like they probably will, and be fine. I, I don't I don't know how Phoenix doesn't. Are doesn't, you worried about Golden State? I mean, they've given up 126 in back-to-back games. They've been pretty bad lately. Um, I mean, sure, when Steph comes back, that may change things, but 
Like, who do you, who do you think wins the NBA t- title this year? I mean, I wouldn't bet against Houston right now. Really? So you, you pick Houston? Yeah. I'd still pick Golden State. I don't know, man. Steph. I'm, I'm a Steph stand. I mean, they'll get through the first round. Although, Anthony Davis destroyed them yesterday. And so did Rondo. And so did Drew Holiday. And, and I still think get... how good Drew Holiday has been this year. That's been just... I don't talk about that enough. He's been so good. Yeah, I, a Golden State-Houston series is, is going to be fantastic. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, the, I mean, I don't... I don't see how either of those teams lose. Uh, I, I feel like Utah's a super dark horse, though. They're playing so well right now, man. It's night after night, they always have, they almost playing always some, have a good game. Playing some D. Yeah, I mean, so good. Donnie Mitchell's been just incredible. Jingles has been fantastic. Yeah, yeah man, he's I think tenth or ninth in three pointers this year, shooting like forty percent something. Donovan like Donovan Mitchell's probably the rookie of the year Is in he? any other season. I yeah, in any right like those two guys, him and Simmons. Like I I don't cats like, cats season was incredible, but like so if you take cats out, like it's it's that those two those two seasons are so awesome. But, yeah, I, th- I think Cat and those two are probably the most impressive rookie seasons I've seen. Pfft, I don't, I don't even know, man. Yeah, like long time. I can't even think of anybody that else had. Like Tyreek Evans, man, rookie of the year over stuff. That was always fun. I didn't realize Bobby Simmons was this, or Ben Simmons was this good. Man. <laughs> yeah, we slept on him for sure. What a freak! Yeah, he's so and it's like I said multiple times, they're so different. And how they play, like it's just, and but but people bash Mitchell for being like just he's not just a scorer. He's actually been a lot better at passing lately. He's had some really nice kickouts and stuff. Um, okay, so I guess we can kind of talk about what we learned yesterday. If you want to add anything about the kind of big picture stuff, and actually, um, sticking with the schedule, again, yeah, I mean it's pretty simple. Just if they're if they're playing for tanks, you know, be careful. Uh, and then looking at the the positive side of the schedule, it's um, so the Raptors are good, the Celtics are good, the, uh, the Sixers and Cavs still have stuff to play for. We'll see what happens today. Um, Pacers are probably settled in, and they're going to probably manage guys soon. They're not resting anybody today, so keep an eye out on that. Um, and then this whole six to eight thing is wild because do teams want to get the seven spot to play the banged up Celtics? Uh, moving to the West, Rockets. Warriors are good, and everybody else, everybody else. So from the Blazers, Jazz, Pelicans, Spurs, Thunder, Wolves, and Nuggets, they're gonna have games to play for. So like we were kind of hinting at, if you're playing DFS cash, play those teams, play guys on those teams. And the Jazz count, Jazz counting today have three games. Um, that's counting Sunday. So yeah, I, I have Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell in my go to the end season. And um, I'm, I'm, that's such a massive, massive advantage for me. Yeah, I've I really enjoyed uh, watching Will Barton lately. Dude, I sleep on him every year. Every year, every year I've slept on him. Actually, except when he was with the Blazers, I didn't sleep on him. And he was like, okay. And now he's just, he's going to get paid. He gets like $3.5 million this year, and then next year he gets a contract. He's going to get so paid. He's so good, man. I think it was Dude, 30. that Spurs, Thunder, 
Timberwolves Nuggets race is super fun. Yeah. Uh, super. Yeah, that that like uh, the Spurs. Are, it's pretty much those three teams, and a huge, huge win for the Thunder yesterday. That was just everything for them. But Denver's hot, man. They're the hottest team in the Western Conference with their five-game winning streak. Nobody has a bigger stretch, um, excluding Philly. But Western-wise, that's the hottest one. Um, okay, so let's talk a little bit about yesterday. Um, talked about Denver. Uh, Clippers are resting guys now. Uh, Lou Williams is unlikely to play tomorrow. So, my boy, Tyrone. Tyrone. He was the best player on the floor for the Clippers yesterday. That was some, like, seriously, not to be Mr. Hyperbole, but that was, like, the worst defense I've seen all year. It, like I said, they had four players on defense, it felt like. The, the Nuggets were so open all the time. But, anyways, it's not, and also, props to Doc Rivers. He said he doesn't want to rest guys to protect the integrity of the game. Yo, Suns, Grizzlies, could you guys hire Doc Rivers for a second? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, so I'm, uh, I want DeAndre. To, I, DeAndre's cool, and actually, I posted a video. Um, the last like minute of the game, he's just sitting there, just in a deep place, in a deep dark thought, like, "What am I doing with my life?" Because he has the whole <laughs> <laughs> he has the whole big decision coming up, and it felt was like, that why was that why Boban was out there balling? Yeah. Well, Boban was out there because they fell into a hole early. And they're like, okay, our defense sucks. Let's put Boban out there. And then they fell into a hole again late. So, but dude, just please sit DeAndre for the last two. Like, oh, I want to see, I want to see Boban for twenty five minutes. I do. I will. Like, yeah, I don't even know. I don't even know what I'll do. I don't even know. I honestly, I can't. I'm, I don't know. Boban's so fun. Like, it just puts a big smile on my face watching Boban play. Getting teary eyed. Dude, I get a big smile on my face watching Jokic play. Oh yeah, Serbians, yeah. man! Shout out to anybody it's from so Serbia. Good. That they're the Serbians, man. They're all fun, all of them. Dude, look at Denver's field goal percentage yesterday. My goodness. Yeah, they were insane. Count twelve threes to that too, and they went to the line twenty three times. It, it was it was ridiculous. Like, they were so open. I felt like like every shot like you or I could have made. They were like just easy buckets the whole game. As a team, they shot 62%. Plus 12 threes. So add that. I think that's like 70 effective field goal percentage-ish. So the, starters, the starters probably shot it close to 70. Yeah, yeah. They hardly missed the shots. Yeah, man. Jamal Murray. Don't get me going on Jamal Murray. He's Jamal, hit, it's crazy how good. Like He's such a, I hate to use the word perfect, but such a close to perfect fit with Jokic. And his, like, you watch him cut. He's like almost like Steph cuts away from the basket to get threes. Jamal's to basket cuts. Like if you next time you watch Jamal Murray, watch him cut to the basket. That's like that to me. That's like the biggest thing, and it's because he plays with Jokic, man. Like he wouldn't have to do that with anybody else. So I I love Denver, man. I really want them to get in for the playoffs. I I'd love to see them. In, they're they're one of my favorite teams to watch for obvious reasons. I really want I really want them to get in over the Spurs, but. Right, Spurs. I'm just kind of over the Spurs, man. But the Spurs, Good they have they have to if they beat the Kings on Monday, they're straight. So, yeah. I don't know. Go Bogdan. Uh, I have Buddy Healed, and yeah, Buddy. I need Buddy Healed to hit like ten threes tomorrow. That'd be cool. Um, 
<laughs> so yeah, um, Tyrone. Uh, we'll probably see some CJ Williams because the Williams is going to play. Uh, Sundarius, but you're not trusting those. Pretty much the takeaway is like play Tyrone. Um, other games. Let's see. Um, the Bucks. Giannis sat. He went through warmups for like 30 minutes, so it's pretty much just a rest. I feel like they're trying to angle to get into the seven spot. Um, Bledsoe's been insane lately. Uh, last five, yeah. he's been 26 points per game, 75 true shooting, 1.6 turnovers. So that is some super-duper efficiency for a guy we get on for being inefficient, turnover-prone. His assists have been up. He's playing great right now. And he's been good all... Like, I miss Bledsoe. I thought Bledsoe would fall off. But one, he's been healthy. Two, steals are off the charts. But, yeah, Bledsoe's, man. He's been phenomenal. Yeah, he he had he was really good, and we, I I remember when uh when he wasn't playing for the Suns, we were waiting to see where he was gonna go, where he was gonna go, and it was such a huge question from everybody. And I was like, man, it's just it's Eric Bledsoe. It's he's he's I I slept on him a little bit. Yeah, well, Brogdon going down helped him too, and the, the steals inflated his value big time. If he didn't, if he wasn't number two, I think I think he still had Paul George. If he wasn't number two in steals, that helped him out huge. But Depot, Mr. Mr. Steels, man, he Depot, love Depot. Um, mentioned Kyle O'Quinn. Um, Jared Jack snuck in there for a big game, which nobody really saw coming. Uh, Manuel Moody had a headache yesterday. I'm sorry, that's Friday. Um, didn't play. They didn't say anything, so it was pretty much a DMPCD. Um, yeah, and Burke finally had a, Burke finally had a bad game. Imagine that. He still had eight assists and four boards. He just yeah. didn't shoot it well. Yeah, just only hit three of thirteen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Courtney Lee snuck in there because no Tim Hardaway Jr. But yeah, Oak, uh, I have O'Quinn on the team. And I was thinking yesterday too, if you watch Kyle O'Quinn, I feel like he'd be, he's just, I just feel like he's a great teammate. Like I always see him communicating, I always see him like pumping guys up when they have good or bad plays, and I just feel like Kyle O'Quinn is such a great teammate to me. I don't I don't know much about him like personally and stuff, but every time I watch him, I'm just like, I'd love to play ball with that guy, you know? <laughs> kind of weird, yeah, weird, weird analysis. Like that's not important for fantasy, but I always appreciate a good, a good teammate. Um, the Bulls tanked again. Uh, mentioned the Nets. Talk about the Nets first. Quincy freaking AC twenty one points, career high, career high six threes. Yeah, just bombing threes, man. Like I said, franchise record twenty four threes. Uh, Dinwiddie's been kind of poopy lately, but um, he had nine assists. Third, third uh, season high thirty six. Assist from them, and Jared Allen talked about. Quiet came from Monday. Allen Crab was real nice. Crab's been good since he came back. Yep. Joe Harris been playing good too. Yeah. What are we doing about D'Angelo next year? I'm kind of in. Yeah, I mean, I was in this year, and then he got hurt. Yeah, and even still, he hasn't been that great since he returned. But I kind of like him for a full off season. Um, Bulls wise. <sighs> Yeah, pretty much just Bobby Portis is really the one guy I really trust at this point. And actually, I trust Sean Kilpatrick for the last two. Kilpatrick's been good, man. Yeah. I don't know how or why, but he's been good. Usage, plays, he plays on the stretch. That's everything, really. You want guys. Uh, Felicia, Felicia's been pretty good, too. Yeah, he's been solid. Uh, he's been more agile than I thought. A guy that was just terribly on, terrible on defense. He's been a lot better lately. He didn't block shots, but he had that four-steal game, and he's getting rebounds. Yeah. Um, you know what's been for Golden State? I I was a big Kevon Looney. He barely played in summer league, but I was like, yeah, this guy's good. And I, I felt like I was like I kind of fell in love with him. And he's been terrible. 
But the last month and a half-ish, he's been phenomenal. Um, just great passing, solid screen setting, just a nice sound player. And Steve Kerr said yesterday he doesn't know who his center is for the playoffs, which is crazy. But um, it could be Looney, man. Uh, I feel like they, they fit uh, him and Dre. with the like Steve Kerr loves passing for obvious reasons with the shooting and the scoring. And I mean, even Durant's talked about the quote-unquote overpassing in the offense. But Looney's been, if you picked up Looney like three weeks ago, I, I did. And I'm pretty happy with it. Yeah, Looney and uh, Quinn Cook. Do they play? Uh, they're one of the one team games. Yeah, they only play on Tuesday. They only play Tuesday. They play so the Suns today. Looney and, Quinn, Looney and Quinn Cook for that Tuesday game should be good. Should yeah, be good. absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I'll but that, they only play one. And it's crazy, Jordan Bell. We were so high on him. He really fell off. He he had a rough stretch. Rondo put him in the in the popcorn machine, as as they say, Mister Lakers boy, Mister Lender, Chip, Chip Hearn. Yeah. Um, so yeah, moving on. Um, I mean, there's really nothing left to say for the other teams. I'm good. I'm good here. Yeah, yeah. Had a good year. He did. He had a great year. Uh, Another guy that's, I, so I think for my Tuesday column, I want to do like low key, most improved players. And like, he would be on there. Joe Harris would be on there. And I, I don't even know. I haven't really thought about it, but like, it wouldn't be Victor Oladipo. It wouldn't be Quinn Capella. Wouldn't be those guys. Just guys. Maybe like, under the under the radar guys. Yeah, like guys who people who are like casual fans won't really like. Oh, he had a great year. Cool. You know, I feel like that would be a cool topic. D- Damari Damari Carroll might make that list. Um. Well, he was kind of good. A couple he was years. good three yeah, years. Ago. Yeah. So I, with the Hawks and stuff, so like I kind of guys like we didn't know it had that in that we didn't know what they could have been. You know. Like each one yeah. more, like each one more. Joe Harris definitely jump out. I'm trying to think of somebody else. Denzel Valentine. Um, I don't. Maybe? I don't think so. No. Nah. I I don't know if Jamal Murray would be in that list. He's pretty high key. But Jeremy he, Lamb. Jeremy Lamb's a, a solid one. I'm thinking like deeper. Like we're talking like seventh or eighth. Like they go into the season. Like are they going to make the rotation? And then now they're regular contributors. Will Barton. Yeah, I guess you could do. I don't think I'm thinking like a little bit like guys that were not drafted. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's gonna be. I'm I'm kind of excited to write it. Yeah, is that a good idea? Is that a good idea? I don't even know. It's a good idea for me. I think it's fun. So that's all that matters. Okay. All right. So I think we're good. Dude, what a what a great sports day, man. We got we got NBA action. We got tons of baseball. We got the Masters. If you like NASCAR, we got some NASCAR. There's, there's a lot of stuff to watch on TV today. How about the New York Mets, by the way, sir? Dude, how about the Atlanta Braves? Yeah, true. The the NL East is kind of upside down. We're Braves s- are leading the leading the majors in offense, I think. Yeah, you guys are plus twenty. I was looking at that. Like the Mets uh, National League. The Mets and the Braves are first and run first and second in run differential. The Braves are first. And the Braves should have won that game last night because they got hosed by a re- instant replay that was missed. Uh, I saw. Uh, otherwise, they'd be six and two. They'd be right there with your six and one Mets. But oh well. I think the Mets are going to be good this year, man. I really do. So the, I, I didn't feel confident last year, but oh man, I, I've never experienced in like my 
decent. I don't, I don't remember a thing. I'm a Mets, Nets, and Jets fan. And like the Mets won at 86. Like that's the only time my team's won anything. It's crazy. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, at 96 Braves. That's about all I got. That's the yeah. It's, but you guys were dominant for year after year after year. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun watching the Braves in the yeah. 90s. And I mean, you guys at least had the Atlanta Super Bowl, which you should have freaking won, obviously. You had, and you had the Dirty Bird, Jamal Anderson. That that was fun. My Colts won in 2006. There you go. Nice. So yeah, you can't complain. I'm not really complaining. I'm a pretty disgraceful. Uh, my, Haw- my Hawks won in. Oh wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the only thing I got Hawks Hawks greatness was the uh, Larry Bird Dominique shootout in '88. <laughs> yeah, like I, I said this multiple times too, but I feel like my team's being so bad is why I'm so into fantasy. I was like, oh, this is fun. My team, my team's actually winning. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. It's probably, well, it's Me big, too. It's. It, I wonder. I wonder how many fantasy addicts uh, real life teams are horrible. Probably a lot. That would be a good study to do. So why don't you do that? Do that in my spare time. Nice. All right, so we're running around that. Oh, man, next time it'll be the finale of the season we're on here, which is just insane. This has been such a ride, man. I'm, I'm ready for it. I'm, I'm burnt out. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you guys. Dude, so, I, I think we all are. Yeah. Um, this, like I said, the last month of the NBA regular season is such a grind. I'm so ready for the playoffs to get here and start fresh. And hopefully, we do do some uh, Facebook lives and some podcasts for the playoffs. That'd be fun. Yep, and we got a nice little taste of the playoffs. Uh, the Denver game was incredible. Um, Philly, Cleveland. Yeah, the Philly game was great. We saw three close games last night, all on the West Coast, going on at the same time, with uh, Spurs at home, brought the Rockets game, and all that. It was just, it was, it was a nice, fun day. It, as great as it, it's just the good teams are fun right now. That, that Western Conference race um, has really given us a lot of reasons to watch. So it's pretty cool. And that Utah Utah Lakers game tonight should be pretty fun. Yeah, I'm pumped for that. Actually, I love I love Utah, man. Like I feel like Utah, I like. Utah and Philly probably more than most. And I always have for some reason. I don't know why. Dude, Philly has become must-see TV. They man. are I mean, so freaking fun. And I'm gonna, I'm not going to call out names, but people for saying, like, oh, the, the 76ers arrived when they beat – like, yo, they're on a 13-game winning streak right now. They didn't get their – like, what? They, I, I don't get how you can even type that out. And, like, <laughs> I don't – yeah, I'm not – yeah, but – I just don't. Like, they've been good for so long. And people were like, oh, yeah, the Cavs are heavily favored to get the three seed. They're not. The Sixers are good, man. They have depth. It's not like they're replacing him with a scrub. I mean, Ursan's, but their bench is great. They have, they have arguably one of the best benches in the NBA for like what they need. They need shooting. They added Ursan Ayasova and Marco Bellinelli. Those are such, such great pickups, man. Well, and shout out to friggin' JJ Redick. Man. Oh, what a, what he's gonna be. He, I could tell you right now, he's gonna hit a buzzer beater in the playoffs. Like, if whatever the if, if Vegas had odds on that, I would take that bet hard. Like, he's gonna hit. He's gonna hit a game winner for sure. I know this in my heart. Yeah, dude, Bella Bellinelli probably should have been on on my waiver wire pickups of the year list he's because when he got when he amazing. got shipped to Philly, he's been great in almost every game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it'd be going down definitely help because a lot of usage going around. 
But, yeah, him and Ersan. Rashawn Holmes was a minor letdown, but he still got some decent blocks, and he's been okay. But, um, yeah, it's been ursan has been killer, too. Um, and, I wish and, they would just... I wish they would just start Rashawn Holmes yeah. and stop messing with Amir Johnson. I don't know if it's foul trouble related or what it is, but I mean he's comfortable in that role, so I guess that makes sense. And then maybe they'll bring him in. The, uh, they're probably not going to play in the playoffs, huh? They'll probably play Amir. But they're small ball lineups because they're just – it's like when the Warriors go small with Dre at the five. It's kind of similar where they put Ursan. Holmes, Holmes is balling right now, man. He's three for three with six points and three boards there and a go. steal. At pretty much close to half, right? Yep. So – but yeah, and if anybody that writes a column like, "Oh, the Sixers are a dark horse," like they're on a thirteen-game winning streak, how are you gonna call them a dark horse right now? Dude, nobody wants to play Philly. No, nobody. No, like like I said for months now, I think that if the Jazz and the Sixers make a run, I would not be surprised one bit. So. Yep. All right, so Philadelphia 76ers, clap your hands, stomp your feet, all that good stuff. They have such a great theme song. All right, so we're out of here on that. Apparently, go Sixers. Go your fantasy teams. Hope you guys win today or Wednesday or whatever we got. Um, yeah, man. Any, any closing thoughts? Uh, no. It's been a fun, long season, and it is almost over. We made it to the end. Uh, I'm ready for some playoff basketball. Me too. Get busy living or get busy dying. Uh, I'm also interested to watch this... Uh, Little uh, shootout at the Masters. It's gonna be nice. Pat- Patrick Reed. Uh, yeah, it's it's gonna be pretty fun for sure. All right, so we're gonna hear on that. You guys enjoy the rest of your weekend. Enjoy your week. Enjoy the rest of the regular season. Hopefully, you guys aren't resting. And thanks for coming on, Steve. All right, see you guys. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.